Welcome to Ready Gamer One, a weekly podcast that discusses a love for Nintendo gaming and beyond. I'm Ben Cornett, and I'm joined this week by Brandon Loera. Howdy, howdy. And uh, this week, uh, what we're going to talk about is the Switch online pricing, Woo. Pokemon Duel, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, which I have not been doing very good at, uh, <laughs> some Amiibo news, and uh, we're going to introduce a new segment this week, the uh, the Retro Rewind of the Week. Ooh. Yeah. Got a got a new thing going on there. Sounds so, steamy. Yeah, man. Uh, so let's uh, let's let's get this started. This week, the Nintendo Switch was announced uh, to having a online. Well, I mean, this was this was known that they were going to do an online platform uh, similar to uh, Xbox Live and PlayStation uh, Network, right. uh, but their price point is way cheaper than uh, than both. That's very good. It is. It's fantastic news. So we're looking at uh, what would be about two thousand to three thousand yen. Uh, it translates to about seventeen to twenty six dollars uh, in American dollars. So this is fantastic. Now, uh, many prospective Switch owners, uh, of course, and I'm I'm kind of one of them. You know, of these uh, people, uh, we're, we're skeptical on it, um, mostly because uh, the access to the virtual console is required for online. Uh, you know, what I like about Xbox Live is that you get a couple free games. So I know that Nintendo has talked about doing that, but it also sounds like at the end of the month where that free game was free is it's it's gone. Exactly. Uh, you know, Xbox Live, once I put that game on there for free, I have it. Um, I mean, unless you decide to stop paying the, per, the, the subscription or anything like that. Um, I honestly stopped paying mine for PS Plus because one, it got more expensive, and two, their free games are poop. Three, I don't really play anything online anymore. Um, I played Destiny back in the day, but that's all I really needed it for. Maybe Rocket League, but I can live without playing with people online. Um, but Nintendo, that's that's a good move by them because I mean, let's face it, their online was ridiculous uh, the past few years. It is just it's not been top priority and they put mm-hmm. so much uh so many restrictions on it that it, it's just not enjoyable uh and it hasn't been enjoyable and you know i mean the uh the, you, you bring a good point there uh, mario kart 8 online was terrible um i mean anytime lucas and i would play i think even i can't remember if you and i ever played or not but uh we would always be on skype and we'd do a skype call because that was much more clear than the terrible chat room that you only got in between matches <laughs> I forgot about that. I mean that 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 chat room sounded like you were you 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 held a Dixie cup to your mouth with a string attached to Lord knows what. God you me. Yeah, but it was more like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not as great. Yeah, so it was like okay. <laughs> but I do I do um, agree that they definitely should do their uh, their free trial um, until fall. Is it like? Do we know what month or something like that? I, I would assume probably November. Um, and I, the reason I assume that is because that becomes the big month for pushing uh, hardware and software uh, for the holiday season. So to me, that would be uh, probably when they're going to do it because then they can start putting their newer system uh, owners uh, on the same kind of monthly plans and, and whatnot. Yeah, because since I'm one of those skeptical people just basing it – because all we have to base – their internet service on is is uh or online services from the past and 
I'm not convinced. So the free trial is definitely going to help with that. Um, and plus it's not that much. So that's also a good thing. Yeah. It, it's a very affordable price. Um, actually for, for everything that we've seen, uh, from the switch, this is actually one of the most affordable things that, um, actually makes me very happy. Yeah, I concur. And, and I mean, the, the other good argument about it is that, uh, how, how often is online play going to be mandatory for a Nintendo game? Cause it doesn't really seem like we're going to get overwatch, uh, on the switch. It would be nice. I just don't see Blizzard doing that. Um, no Call of Duty as of right now. So what game would we really need it for? Now, I remember this, this is probably about a year ago. So, you know, it's, it's not worth biting into, but it's also worth noting. Bungie did say that they did plan uh, for Destiny 2 to hopefully work with whatever Nintendo's next gen console was, which at the time the Switch was still being the NX. Uh, and nothing has been confirmed on that further. As you say that, I was just thinking about like, hey, you know what? Destiny 2 would probably work really well on the Switch. Yeah. I just see it. It just makes sense. It, it would be a... Um, that's almost a must-have game for the uh, for the Switch if, if they want to get into the uh, multiplayer market. Mm-hmm. Um, it could work. Uh, and, I, and I would like it, um, especially considering that I, I really lost my flavor for Destiny after um, what was the, the Taken King? Was that the second to most recent? Because the Rise of Iron is the current one, right? That that's right. Yeah, uh, I've not even played the Rise of Iron because I just I really lost my flavor for Destiny after uh, the Taken King. Yeah, after paying a hundred and fifty dollars total, I, I've pretty much just had enough of it. Yeah, if I wanted to do that, I'd go back and pay, uh, play uh, World of Warcraft. <laughs> yep. Uh, now, you, you had mentioned to me just a little bit ago about uh, some VR information. Yes. Um, so the president of uh, Nintendo, um, big, big honcho Kimishima, uh, <laughs> said, that, <laughs> said that Nintendo is studying the vr uh aspect and um well the thing is they want to wait until users can supposedly play for hours and hours on end without complications like nausea or headaches or you know eye problems seizures (laughs) Seizures also you know uh if you want to play like a rave game or something like that and your eyes can't take that (laughs) um i know there's so many out right now uh but I don't know. Uh, I mean, it seems like a. To me, VR just doesn't work, especially right now, um, mm-hmm. just because it, it's kind of kicking off and it, it's very pricey, and the knockoffs just don't do it justice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, just this past week, uh, I received an email that some of my Marriott points were going to expire, so I got on there to see what I could buy. And I actually, I almost bought an Oculus Rift because I could. Um, but then I thought, no. Because <laughs> uh, there just there wasn't enough that made me think, oh, I have to have this. Um, so I settled for uh, a Fitbit smartwatch. Okay. I mean. You know, decisions were made that day. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> you know, and I, I also don't understand why Nintendo is in a rush to, to research VR because uh, I have one of their VR consoles sitting at my feet right now. Uh, I have a Virtual Boy. And let me tell you something. That thing will give you a mind-splitting headache after 20 minutes. Uh, but that, of course, was back in the early 90s when it was uh, just black and red. <laughs> true, true. Um, and, uh, oh, God, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? Oh, well, it seems like, sorry, I just had a brain fart. Um, it seemed like, it seems like AR would be the thing that they would be most interested in because they seem to be getting better at that every year. I agree. And maybe like kind of go along the lines with Microsoft and HoloLens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That would be a beautiful partnership. It would. I, I really think that. Uh, yeah, uh, it should be interesting to see here in, a, in, in the next couple months. So uh, there was another Pokemon game that came out for the mobile devices, and uh, it was kind of quietly released. Oh man, uh, no, no ads or anything at all, hardly, right? I mean, yeah, I didn't see anything. And it's it's not like it got like over trumped by um, by Fire Emblem or you know Super Mario Run. It's just you know it, it had been announced and it was coming out, and just it's been a, it's, it's had a very uh, quiet symphony about it, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were taken by surprise. Yeah, so uh, Pokemon Duel is what we're talking about, if uh, you guys aren't, uh, haven't played it or downloaded it yet. Uh, what it is is a uh, mobile strategy game, and uh, fans can uh, deploy digital Pokemon figures in battle uh, based on uh, strategic moves uh, to reach the goal in the opponent's territory. So, um, okay. kind of a little bit similar to Fire Emblem, isn't it? Um, a little bit. It depends on how the, the battlefield is set up. I mean, if it's just like this grid type situation, then that mm-hmm. sounds pretty similar, but I'm not sure it is. Yeah. But yeah, I, um, I mean, I haven't even put it on my phone yet. <laughs> Me either. Uh, I might have to check yeah. it out. Yeah. I mean, as, as I unfortunately openly admitted to our Nintendo Holic group, uh, I am quite struggling with Fire Emblem, but, uh. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Uh, well, you know, it's. It's it's cute when the old farts play these new games. So, well, t- tell me, tell us about it. Like, what's what's difficult? Let us enlighten you. Um, as I mentioned to Lucas earlier today, because he wanted to know what my friend code was, I said, "Yeah, why don't you tell me where that's at so I can give it to you?" <laughs> okay. And he, you know, he's giving me the best descriptions he can. It's like you click on the big rock, and then you hit the, the magnifying glass. And I thought. I thought I did this before. Yeah, I will say that was one of the last things I was able to find. Um, there is, it's it's kind of overwhelming at first, but uh, I think I got the hang of it. And the friend codes are just, I I don't like friend codes. They're entirely too long. Yeah. Well, um, I, I trolled everybody and I, I wrote down 8675309 and somebody sent me a private message saying, I'm trying to add that number, but it's not coming up. I said, why don't you type that number into YouTube and see what comes up? And of course, for those of you who don't know, eight six seven five three zero nine, Jenny, I got your number. I'm gonna make you mine. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Oh, there it is. Tommy Two Tone. Tommy Two Tone. Holy crap! Oh, there you go. That there's is... your there's your lovely '80s reference for the day. Ben's like ninety years old, ladies and gentlemen. Well, well, you just dropped me twenty. Uh, usually, I tell Lucas I'm seventy. So. <laughs> 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 oh man so 
but you know, the, hopefully next week uh, you and I will get a chance to play this uh, Pokemon Duel, and uh, we can talk a little bit more on it. But uh, I know that you definitely want to talk about Fire Emblem Heroes because uh, you can talk a lot better to it than I can. Uh, here, here's my honest review of Fire Emblem Heroes so far. It drains my battery, but it's got cool music and really pretty graphics. Yes, it does. And I think <laughs> it really does. I, I think that if you go, I haven't done this yet, but I think if you go to the settings mm-hmm. and you like turned off all the, you know, artwork, combat, simulation type stuff, um, it will improve the battery somewhat. But it really does. It really does um, drain that battery like crazy. I just yeah. have to have mine constantly on the charger while I'm playing it. Um, well, my phone starts getting hot. I'm like, man, uh, I don't think I want to play this anymore. I don't think I've but, had that problem. Well, I, I do have I have a Samsung Galaxy uh, Edge, uh, 6S Edge. So I, I might be holding a bomb. I'm not positive. <laughs> oh uh, it's God. definitely not the Note. But um, no, this thing gets hot. <laughs> I was about to say, like, yours is pretty new. that You shouldn't be having that problem. But, you know, who knows? Maybe it's just too much yeah. for it. Well, this, uh, technically, I think this is like a two-year-old phone now, so. Okay. Yeah, I think mine's maybe three. I have a Samsung Galaxy Alpha. Um, mm. yeah, I mean, it's not like too knockoff, knockoff, you know. It's pretty it's pretty mainstream. But uh, anyway, Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, my review is that... It's it's really well done. It doesn't push anything on you. Um, I mean, they make orbs really valuable because it literally charges everything. If you run out of everything, which I have done multiple times, you need orbs to to replenish them. And you okay. only get orbs by doing main story quests. And once you get done doing the main story quests, you can... Um, you can then, I mean, depending on the difficulty, you can redo them and do it on a different difficulty and potentially get more orbs, I think. Um, so that's like a little bit of a borrowed strategy from, um, Super Mario Run. You can do those levels, uh, like three times and get different, uh, you know, not so much orbs, but you get those different colored stars, which are then used for the kingdom builder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. And, um. Uh, if you die, uh, you need an orb to resurrect yourself or um, you just forfeit the match and lose any experience you gained on that match. Um, There's also a blessing that you can get, uh, that you can pay for, along with some other microtransactions. I have been really good and haven't used a single one uh, or haven't bought a single one. But I'm almost finished with the game. I'm on chapter 9, and it gets really tough. Um, the enemies are much tougher. It's it's much more... Like, I could just blaze through most of the chapters. The uh, This particular chapter, I have to really use some strategy, you know. Um, and it I re- think I'm on chapter 3. You're on chapter 3. Very good. Very good. I think I am. I might still be on two. I don't know. I mean, I basically blazed through that in one day. I was just, <laughs> I, I was loving it. I really was. And um, uh, based on the worldwide launch, like promotion stuff, you could get uh, a few different things to help you. You get orbs, stamina potions, and stamina runs uh, 
um, chapters and, and, and things like that, that you can actually go on. So the missions require stamina and you, mm-hmm. uh, you start off with 50 stamina and starting off at chapter one, two, and three, it's like one or two stamina. But once you get to nine, it's like 12 stamina, each miss mission, missing mission. And <laughs> then by that time I can do like maybe two, three, and then I'm done. And I'm like, well, I guess I have to wait or use a stamina potion or pay. And then I want don't want to do that. Uh, Nintendo wants your money, man. Uh, <laughs> they're not going to get it, but it's a good game. I will, I will say that. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's jumped right to the top of the charts already, and it's only. Has it even been out a full seventy-two hours yet? I don't think seventy-two hours. No. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty damn impressive. So. But yeah, you should keep playing. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I mean, I, I did notice actually the uh, the style in that game. Um, it reminds me of uh, what I'm seeing for the upcoming South Park stick, uh, or uh, not stick of truth, uh, the fractured butthole. Fractured butthole. Uh, oh man, I I'm actually I am super looking forward to that. Like for RPG games anymore, um, South Park, the stick of truth was one of the best RPG games I've ever played. What the heck? Oh man, have you not played this? No, I mean I heard good reviews, but I just thought it was just some satire, fun stuff. Oh, it, I mean, well, I mean, it's, it's South Park. I mean, it is a legit South Park episode that you're playing, and it's RPG at the same time. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, the fractured butthole is really going to be taking on um, the superhero stuff. You know how they were doing like the coon and I love uh, that. all that. Yeah, so it's it's going to take on that genre. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 super excited for that. Um, I don't think we'll end up seeing that game come out to the Switch, which is a bummer. But I'm I'm content keeping my Xbox <laughs> for that game. So it's the combat is kind of grid like the way fire emblem is and yeah for um for the fractured butthole it is now in um the stick of truth i won't say that it was gridlock so much as it was um you know i mean you you had some grid options but really it was you know two on four and five okay i would say that uh, the stick of truth was much more similar to uh final fantasy uh than anything else so at least in, in gameplay wise that's what i thought so yeah, but it looks like uh, the fractured butthole. I'm trying to say that as much as I can. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> I, it seems like that game is going to be um, uh, it's more more with a grid. So now is it? Man, I cannot talk today. Is it? <laughs> I'm having that problem too. <laughs> is it fractured butthole or fractured butthole? So that's the trick on the word, right? It's uh, so it's fractured b u t. W H O L E. There it is. It's fractured, but it's complete, right? It's the fractured butthole. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. It is. It's so good. <laughs> like if if they don't even make any more South Park episodes and they just continue to make video games like that, I'm 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 sad. That's fine. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to. Uh, so. Well, so this week we uh, we got some other news on some amiibo. Uh, uh, Rusty amiibo from uh, from SteamWorld. Did you ever play SteamWorld? I did. SteamWorld Dig. I'm sorry. I didn't play SteamWorld Dig. Mm. So Rusty is like the uh, the main character, the protagonist of that game. Uh, it kind of sounds like we are going to end up getting um, an amiibo for that, which is you know which is nice to see uh, non Nintendo gamer. Uh, characters uh get their own amiibo uh you know of course rio was in there and everything from uh street fighter 
Uh, but no, that's, it's pretty cool that we're seeing like Shovel Knight and uh, possibly Ukulele based on a couple of pictures I've seen this week. There was a, a tweet that came out and it wasn't from Platonic, uh, but they, they liked it, I, I seem to recall. <laughs> and um, it's it's a little little statue of uh, Yuka and Laylee. And to me, since they just announced that they are putting Ukulele out to the Switch and canceling it for the Wii U, hopefully that might be an incentive um, is an amiibo for it. Um, I, I backed that project, so I actually got an option to update mine. Um, I just continued to keep mine on the Xbox. Uh, I think I'm actually just getting the Xbox digital, but I think knowing me, uh, if that game, you know, when it comes out for the Switch, I'll probably get the hard copy of that. Yeah, I was about to say, you better get a hard copy of that. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm good with the digital for the Xbox. I'm just I'm very excited to get a chance to actually fully play that game. I, I have the sandbox on my laptop. I've got my old Logitech uh, controller hooked up for it, and it's it's really it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I mean, just like Rusty Ukulele would be an awesome amiibo choice. It just makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, and and I hope I hope this does well for Platonic because I really hope to see that company really make it big. Um, because I would love to see another game on the scale of Banjo Kazooie and a follow-up game, and I really think that if Ukulele takes off the way that I'm hoping it does, we'll get a good sequel. We'll get some other games coming from them as well. Oh yeah, the, the, go balls deep! Like put everything you can into that into Ukulele because I mean, if it seems like Amiibo is such a a, a a cash grab you know but i mean it it sells mm-hmm. it sells like crazy you would be i mean you would be insane not to do that especially with that type of game i, I remember when amiibo first came out i mean a lot of people were like okay um is this going to be a thing is this not going to be a thing and i mean the sales speak for themselves mm-hmm. the, the fact that you couldn't find half of the amiibo you wanted speak for itself i mean it was, the supply again you can also blame that on nintendo's bad supply and demand of course um yeah, I mean, for Amiibo, it was terrible. <laughs> Very bad. Uh, I mean, I, I remember, you know, I thought I was pretty cool because I had a Ganondorf Amiibo and mine was imported from Japan. Ooh. And I remember everyone telling me, well, it's not going to work on your system. I'm like, um, yeah, it does. Because <laughs> I've already used it. <laughs> but but that would be good for the, the Steam World. Uh, fans because they've been wanting that for what three four years now yeah it feels like uh the 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 cry for one has been around for at least as long as amiibo have been out especially ever since they announced that they were doing shovel amiibo that was definitely or the shovel knight amiibo they everyone was like uh, where's rusty exactly <laughs> oh man yeah so so yeah that uh that that looked pretty good there uh you know there's something i wanted to talk about and i, I didn't put it on our list tonight but did you read anything about the uh the GameStop Circle of Life. Okay, did, uh, I have. Did not. you read about that this week? Please tell me. Uh, so I'm not going to go into super good depth on this. Um, as a former employee of GameStop, this is uh, this isn't new to me. Um, to me, maybe the rollout is a little different than what they have. But uh, basically, it boils down to that GameStop employees are basically being forced to lie to their customers to better their sales. Um, now I can remember, uh, what we would sometimes do, uh, on game day. Uh, a few of my store managers and assistant managers, we would buy brand new copies of these games 
like uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 for the PlayStation 2. I totally remember this. No, it was PS. Was that PS3? What? Grand Theft Auto? Grand Theft Auto 3 was PS2. Yeah, I think it was PS2. Okay. Anyway, so we, we bought, I don't know, three or four copies among ourselves. And then we turned them into the store for store credit. So we would have pre-owned copies. So our store rocked out those numbers because, holy crap, you guys have pre-owned copies. And these are like brand new. Well, spoiler alert, they were brand new. <laughs> um, so we never had to lie to our customers. It's like, hey, I know for a fact I've got that pre-owned. I've got it in my possession. It's brand new because uh, I looked at the disc before I took it in. And it's like, you know, you save the customer extra money, but, you know, GameStop, their their profit margin is better on pre-owned games. Um, basically, what, what this article is boiling down to is that it's, it's a little unethical. And it is. It's very unethical to lie to your customers. Um, you know, and GameStop gets a little bit of flack as well, especially with big stuff going on right now. Uh, they're canceling people's pre-orders of the Nintendo Switch and the Legend of Zelda, the Master Edition and everything, uh, which I'm for that and I'm against it at the same time. I'm for it because if they're identifying scalpers positively, then that's good. Uh, if they're just up and canceling them because they have a hunch, that's bad. Um, although the three or four cases of it that I've, I've read about so far on Reddit regarding that exact instance, that has seemed to have been cleared up thanks to customer service. So, Yeah, well... But this whole Circle of Life program, it, it, it's about them trying to better their 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 internal sales to make their stores look better. Um, it's a it's a very very fine line. Um, you know, obviously, working in this business exactly like what you and I do, Brandon. Um, many of our peers work for GameStop, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, many of our fans, many of our friends work for GameStop. So uh, to hear their side of the tale. They're not happy, but they're not denying it either because it puts them in an awkward position because they need a paycheck, but they don't want to lie to their customers. Uh, so it's it's a very unethical thing that they've got going on. Yeah, that's why I just I just do not want to pre-order consoles with them because it mm-hmm. just it just seems to just fall short, and it always seems to be canceled for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, there are multiple reasons, but it it just always seems negative. And you know, I've not, I've personally never had a problem with GameStop for pre-orders. Now, you and I used to work for somebody, and I know that a lot of his stuff got um, canceled. Yeah. Because um, I mean, I remember one time he complained about it so bad, I said, you know what, send, send me the email because I just I didn't believe him, and he, he flat out was telling the truth. Um. So I I don't know if maybe. He, they identified him as a scalper or, or whatever the case may be. But, you know, whatever their algorithm is that does that, it, that's where business is a little shady on, on that end. I mean, I can understand if you're, <laughs> I don't know, if you're pre-ordering more than two, you know, like what use would you have for that besides like maybe companies or websites, mm-hmm. fan sites, whatever, selling them and or not selling them, but, you know, giving them away as prizes or whatever. Exactly. Um, but it, I mean, if you're the normal person who buys three plus, like, no, I mean, mm-hmm. th- obviously that's a red flag, Yeah. but everybody else, especially like, and you can look at their history and stuff. If you see them just getting one, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Oh, well. 
Yeah. So, I mean, the the only issue I have so far with my GameStop order is that I've actually, because um, when I did my pre-order, it was like 4 a.m. on the 13th. <laughs> uh, so, you know, my brain wasn't completely processing. It's like, oh, I shouldn't ship that to my office. I'm going to ship that to my home. Uh, whoops. So I've been trying to get them to change the address. See, I have a pre-order for the Switch on Amazon as well, which uh, I think my, is going to go to my brother. Um, That's but nice that idea. also... Well, yeah. Well, he's going to pay for it. Oh, okay. Okay. If if, if he decides not to pay for it, then I'm, it's probably going to end up being a giveaway. Ah. Um, yeah, man. That'll yeah. that'll get us some traffic. <laughs> um, but I mean, I I I personally also ordered a couple extra things on Amazon and on uh, GameStop. That hopefully, as long as they don't get canceled, that's why I haven't run anything with a giveaway until I actually have them in my physical possession. But I, I'm hoping that I'm going to have a couple of extra Breath of the Wild amiibo, and um, I'm hoping, as long as it doesn't get canceled, I should have one extra copy of the Master Quest, and that is going to be a wonderful giveaway. Man, what a situation to be in! Just imagine you pre-order all this stuff, and you think you're going to have the physical copy. And then you go yeah. ahead and put on the website like, "Hey, free giveaways! We're gonna have this, this, and this time." And then yeah. you get it, and they say that it's canceled on you, and you have to yeah. tell everybody, "Hey, sorry, GameStop and Amazon just totally flaked on me. Sorry, bro." Well, and that—that's I, I, I learned that lesson from you know who. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that was <laughs> because that was a giveaway that was going to happen, and it was like, okay, and I mean that's. Um, you know, Lucas and I were going to do this giveaway regarding the um, Arts and Artifact uh, Zelda book. Oh, cool. And um, we we ran it, um, but the person I selected to win it uh, had actually unliked the page. I was like, okay. And then I just forgot to redraw. <laughs> so I was like, because I, I, I just had lost my interest. So, uh, you know, uh, that book is due out, I think is due out in the middle of this month. All right. So I'll have a copy of it coming my way, but you know, know if I'm going to give it away or just keep it. Uh, you were talking about your your Switch pre-order, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe that Best Buy just had a restock not too long ago, like a couple days ago. And now they it's did. Gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and, and uh, Toys R Us just had a, a restock for the NES Classic, and they're all out. Oh my goodness. So, you know that that thing is. Uh, that's hard to keep in. You know, actually, speaking of the NES Classic, uh, that, that'll take us into our uh, our retro rewind. Ooh. Yeah. Nice segue. Thank you. <laughs> you actually, you set that up perfectly, and you didn't even have the script in front of you for that. You're welcome. Uh, so uh, this is a new segment that actually we've been trying to find a way to make it work on uh, Ready Gamer 1, and that is to take a look back at some of the older games uh, and where are they now and whatnot. So I'm actually, I'm going to get this one off my chest because I have been nothing but terrible to this franchise uh, for a while, mostly because of what those uh, released this year. Well, last year, technically. Uh, We're going to talk about Metroid today. And Metroid was first released for the Nintendo system in uh, 1986 in Japan and then uh, 87 in the United States. So uh, this year, uh, well, actually, you know, last year was the 30th anniversary, but, you know, this year is also technically the 30th anniversary, depending on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the game itself for those who have never played metroid uh basically it is alien the video game as in if it were based on the film alien starring sigourney weaver uh the uh the co-director of the game yoshio sakamoto has said that actually alien was a huge influence 
uh, on Metroid. And it, it's very obvious. There's a lot of design similarities. Uh, not only like Samus at the end resembles a uh, basically a blonde Sigourney Weaver. Uh, pretty much just, you know, down to her underwear. Um, but, uh, you know, the Metroid itself, the idea of them kind of being like face huggers, um, you know, the recharge chamber looks a lot like the uh, the alien uh, that has a, a chest burst kind of a situation that they come across. Uh, there, there's just a lot of um, homages. Oh, homages? Is that right? That's right. Is that plural? Okay. Um, to me personally, this is like next to Star Fox, Metroid is one of the most uh, swept under the rug uh, franchises from Nintendo lately. Totally agree. Uh, you know, Star Fox Zero was um, not a terrible game. Uh, it was not as good as it could have been. It definitely was better. Because, um, I, I mean... I had my hands on that at E3 when it uh, was first announced, right. and I had some problems with it. You know, and I, I mean that's half the reason they do that stuff at E3, so they get they get their audience's yeah. immediate feedback. And, and you know, they were asking me questions. I'm like, yeah, the gyro controls for this are as terrible as they were for the 3DS. Why make that a thing? <laughs> you know, I don't want to be like waving my arms around. That's half the reason I didn't like Skyward Sword. Yeah, you know, Skyward Sword is a beautiful game, inside and out. I just hate standing up to play that game. I'm not one of those people that can sit at my couch and start swinging my arms around. I have to actually, like, I have to be physically involved in that game. Even with the the Wii Motion Plus, it was still yeah. a pain. Yeah, it really was. Um, Metroid Prime did really help revitalize the Metroid series. Um, you know, those are three fantastic games. If if anything. If anyone out there wants to really experience the GameCube experience, and you get on eBay, you find a GameCube, you want some games, get all three of the Metroid Prime games. You will not regret it. They tell a beautiful story. Um, you know, it's just a bummer. Now, the the franchise killer, at least uh, what a lot of people think, was the title for the Wii, which was Metroid Other M. And it's argued because... That game had such terrible voice acting. Uh, also, that game kind of really made Samus a wuss. Um, you know, she's originally this badass bounty hunter, mm-hmm. and you know now she's kind of sympathetic and everything. Not not that she can't be, but in the way that it was done in Other M, it was just it was it was very out of character. Um, well, let me ask you a question. The, yeah, go ahead. Um, you were talking about you know bounty hunter and stuff, and this made me immediately think. In a showdown between, you know, Samus and like, you know, Boba Jane, Fett. You know, Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. Who would you say? Yeah, let's let's get the right Fett. Don't 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 say Django Fett. Come on. No 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 no. Boba Fett. Yeah. Boba Fett versus Samus Aran. Man, that that is like the showdown of showdowns. Um, Surely they've made that by now, right? I'm sure some fan has said. I mean, actually, I just saw this thing on online the other day of like Darth Vader taking on uh, the Buzz Lightyear. Oh, oh, well, I saw that too. The Buzz Lightyear thing was pretty cool. But no, I, I saw I saw uh, uh, some some proton packs going up against the lightsaber, and <laughs> it was cataclysmic. <laughs> please, please tell me that Darth Vader won. Oh, of course. Okay, thank you. You know, actually, the, there's those superhero beatdowns or superhero battles, uh, and there was one where it was Batman versus Darth Vader. <laughs> And that was pretty damn epic. I, I can believe that. I mean, I bet I bet they made it to where Batman won. 
actually, so that was the alternate ending. They they do one where both both of the people win, but the original ending is that Darth Vader destroys him. Oh, good. Um, yeah. Now, the only way that Batman won that battle is that uh, Batman's trying to rescue uh, Superman off of the Death Star. So Superman, you know, breaks free and saves him at the, you know, nick of time and everything. And, oh. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good one. Uh, I'll have to try to put a link into that for uh, for that. It's, it's, it's a great video. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, to go back to your question, I think I would have to edge that one out to uh, Boba Fett. Okay. Yeah. I, just, I, I think Boba Fett would, would be it. Now, as far as, like, you know, female uh, superheroes go, uh, Samus is one of the original icons. Um, I had this debate with somebody, and someone was like, well, Miss Pac-Man kind of predates her. And I thought... Miss Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man's not so much a superhero, so much as, like, I mean... What is she fighting? Was, exactly. She's eating pellets, and she's taking on ghosts. I mean, she's basically Melissa McCarthy at this point, right? Those ghosts are oppressed. We should be feeling for the ghosts. Yeah. Absolutely. Make the ghosts great again. Now, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not even gonna. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, she really uh, Samus has really set the way for female characters. I mean, um, Lara Croft would be like probably the next iconic female character, and except sure, uh, they 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 turn so they certainly made like the sex appeal thing on on Lara Croft. Now, the most recent Tomb Raider games, the two new ones, those have revitalized that character as well. They've made her a human being again. Very. Have true. you played either one of those? No, I haven't, but I've I've been super interested because they it looks like they focus more on story. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there are times I'm playing it like I mean, I feel bad when I screw something up and I accidentally kill Lara. I'm like, oh god, oh god. Yeah, I feel I feel really bad. <laughs> and it would just be like this, you know, one one kill thing, and you can never play it again. Yeah. Oh, that would be such a bummer. Just survival mode. But that's a good challenge, right? I mean, that's um, that's like the three heart challenge a lot of people do on some uh, Zelda games. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. Now, um, discussion of Metroid coming back, uh, according to Reggie fils is that it's always on the table. That's good, but Very vague. it should not come back in the re- regards of Federation Force. Um, Federation Force, I feel, should have been a scrapped game. It, it really should have. Um, especially with Blast Ball. Just like, and, uh, just like Scalebound. Man, I'd rather you just totally <laughs> take it out of the equation than release yeah. it and then just like, you know, give the, the franchise, you know, flack and, and, and put like this shade over it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I, I, I harbor such hatred for that game. You know, the, the, the truth is, and this is where I'm going to let everyone in on my like dirty little secret, I actually own... Metroid Prime Federation Force. I've yet to open it because I've played the game before. I don't need to open that game. I just have it because I'm a Metroid fan, and I figure I'm doing my my Metroid duty by buying the game to let Nintendo know, oh, I really like this. Um, except that's an online game, so they're able to like take their metrics from there. So it's not really helping anything by owning the game and doing nothing with it. Same with Triforce Heroes. I'm a huge Zelda fan. I hate that game. Yeah, I was going to equate it to that, actually. It is. It, th- those are like seriously like the redheaded stepchildren of both of their f- respected uh, franchises. Like I-, I would rather play Tingle's Rosy Ruby Land. <laughs> you bring oh, that game man. up every time, and I hate I tr- it. You know, I try to. I'm trying to bring that <laughs> I game. I really up. hate it. I w- I don't want people to ever forget that that was a thing. Um, Link's Link's crossbow training. That's great. No, Tingle's wonderful Rosy Ruby Land. 
what was the what was the oh freshly picked yeah because it's freshly picked is in the title that's right <laughs> okay oh, such a bad game forget that game and in Metroid what was the one because I actually I remember playing bits and pieces whenever I you know go to friends' houses and things mm-hmm. like that um, on GameCube. Um, I don't know if this is a, a normal thing, but it really mm-hmm. bothered me. And it was when um, every, every time, you know, to aim to shoot, mm-hmm. you have to hold the C-stick uh, in the correct angle. And you have to hold it there because if it if you move it back to center or if the C-stick goes back to center, it puts the gun to center so that it's it's locked where the C-stick is is positioned not like any other fps where you just move it along with your right thumbstick wherever you want and it stays there because well wait are you sure that was metroid I are you sh- sure that wasn't resident evil no i i've never played a resident evil game i swear to okay. you i just bought seven actually but i swear to you <laughs> that <laughs> i know that's really bad uh i swear to you that it was a metroid game I, I don't remember that being a problem with the the aiming and and was uh, it a, shooting mechanism. Was it just a an option that I just may have actually touched? That and... that might have been it because I mean every time I mean the 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 handling in Metroid Prime is just beautiful. Um, so like it, it works really well for that GameCube controller. Like that game was like when they created the GameCube controller, they must have like oh we got to do it for Metroid Prime because it's just it's such a beautifully designed game for that controller. Okay, well maybe maybe I just messed up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um I mean I, I haven't played it in a while. I mean I've got it sitting in my living room. I, I, I could fire it up here in a few minutes and say, Oh, you know, you were right. But no, I, I I I feel like that was a problem in one of the Resident Evil games. Um was the C stick and centering it and, and like if you like slipped it would screw up and, and I feel like maybe even in in was it Eternal Darkness? I think that had a weird C stick thing going on too. Uh, but yeah, you bring up uh, Resident Evil Seven. Good luck with the nightmares. <laughs> good lord. Uh, I've. I mean, it's had really good reviews. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, but you know, for uh, for everything about Metroid, uh, you you can currently play the original Metroid on the NES Classic if you can get your hands on one. You um, mm-hmm. know, of course, I would never condone you know ROMs and emulators, but I mean, you can also play it that way. Um, True. You know, it's a wonderful game, uh, the original is, but if, if you're taking your first t- chance in a Metroid game and you've never played Metroid before and you really want to get a good experience of a Metroid game, Super Metroid uh, is one of the best video games probably of all time. And I'm not just saying that being like with a bias. I'm saying that because um, it has the most favorable reviews um, for any system uh, of all time. It's a very, very well put together game. All right. Guess so, I'll be doing that. Yeah, it's 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 a good one. You've never have you ever really gotten in, into any of the uh, side scrolling Metroid games like uh, the old ones like uh, NES or SNES? You ever play those? I have. Uh, I've actually played those probably more than the 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 three D ones uh, later Prime? down the line, like Prime and stuff. But yeah, yeah, I, I've I've enjoyed those. I mean, they're they're kind of difficult to dodge everything, but it's a good game. So I I, I can remember when we were kids. For the original Metroid, uh, we had to actually draw our own map. You know, you 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 plotted it out on a piece of paper. Um, this was before like strategy guides were a thing. This is actually when the Nintendo Hotline was a thing. 
Oh. Um, yeah, which we had to call once upon a time. And boy, oh boy, we got grounded for a week for that call. <laughs> uh, 99 cents a minute. And oh, boy, oh boy, no. that guy talked really slow. Oh, God. <laughs> but he was just really enthusiastic to talk to us about Nintendo games. And it's like, well, you know, can't blame him. Can't fault a guy for that. As we kind of are looking at you who are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's going to wrap us up for this week on Ready Gamer 1. Uh, we should be back next week. Hopefully Lucas will be joining us again, and uh, we'll have the full house, full crew. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you.